All right, Matthew six nineteen. The Bible says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you again for the opportunity to be in your house, Lord. God, I pray you would please just help us to understand your word today. Help it to be clear. And God, help us to apply it to our lives, Lord. It does us no good if we just soak in the information, but it doesn't change our lives at all, Lord. I pray you would please help us to apply it to the different situations and scenarios that we face in our lives, Lord. Please, God, I need your help. God, I pray your power would just uh, uh, be manifest today, God, that you would work on hearts, that you would change lives, Lord. Not because of us, Lord, but because of you. And we pray that you would uh, get all the glory for it, Lord. And I pray that... You would please help us to be more like you. Help us to hear your voice loudly and clearly today. And God, please give me the help that I need. Give me the right words and thoughts and spirit, Lord, just to convey this in a way that pleases you and also that helps these young men, Lord. God, this is a big deal. It's your word. And God, I pray you'd help us to take it seriously, Lord. And God, give us a great day. We do need your touch, Lord. Thank you for your goodness in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys can be seated. Thank you again for standing. We find ourselves again, guys, in the middle of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Um, we referred to it quite extensively just a couple weeks ago when we were preaching about preach like Jesus. And Jesus is in the middle of this, right? He's preaching hard. He's laying out the truth. So, guys, just get this kind of found as a foundation here. Um, Jesus is teaching his children how he wants them to live, right? But one aspect, one major aspect of how he's doing that is he's contrasting the hypocrisy of the Pharisees, the scribes and Pharisees, okay? He's saying, listen, this is how they live. I don't want you guys to be like that. You be different. You be real. You remember we talked about that being sincere and being real, not putting on a show, not being fake, right? And he calls out their hypocrisy. In chapter 6 that we're in, he talks about how they give alms that would be giving charity to poor people. But guys, they don't do it to help the people, and they don't do it to please God. They're doing it just to be seen of men. They want the adoration. They want the acceptance of people. They want people's applause. They want to be impressive to people. You know what Jesus said? They have their reward. They're not doing, doing it for God the Father in heaven. They're doing it for the attention. They're doing it for the praise of men. And he says they have their reward. That's all they're getting. And that's because that's what they're going for. They do that with their alms. They do that with their prayers. These people would pray and they make a big public show of it. Again, not so that God heard them. Not because they really cared that God would answer their prayer. But because they wanted to make a big show. They wanted to get the attention. He says again, that's all they're getting. They have their reward because they don't care about doing it for God. And then the last area that he covers is their fasting. Guys, in the Christian life sometimes things get so uh, serious and you get so burdened about situations. You have some need in your life. Not only are you praying uh, intensely about it, guys, but there is a thing called fasting, which means for a given time you set aside eating, physical eating, because you have such a deep spiritual need. You need God to answer this. And you put that aside for a time. Well, these people would do that. But again, they did it just to show off. They would show up in the synagogue of that day, the house of worship of that day. And Zach, they'd come in dragging. They'd come in looking all all rough and all messed up. And people say, you okay? Well, yeah, it's because I'm fasting. And all they're doing is just to get it out there. So that people say, man, what a spiritual guy, man. What, a, what an amazing Christian. What an amazing child of God. 
They were fake as the day is long. And God says, I don't want you to be like that. All right. So that's what he's in the middle of. And he's speaking here to his children. They've gotten saved, guys, but he wants them to live lives that count for him. But guys, how do we do that? Right. That's the question. Listen, most of you come here every week or most every week. And listen, guys, most of you, I think, are saved. If you're not, today is the day of salvation. Get that taken care of. By the way, like we talked about, if you're truly saved, then that should change your life. If your life has not changed, you want to check yourself and make sure you truly are saved. Somebody needs to hear that today. But if you truly are saved, guys, your life needs to count for Christ. Listen, God didn't just leave you here to waste time. God didn't just leave you here to make money. God didn't just leave you here to have some fun and then one day you're dead and you... We're on to the next group of people. That's not why God left you here. He left you here to make a difference. He he left you here to invest in eternity. He left you here to have a life that counts. Guys, your life right now, whether you're 13, 14, 15, whether you're older than that, are you doing anything in your life that counts? Hey, guys, guys, one day after you die, will the stuff that you live for, will it live on? Will it matter? Will your, will your legacy stand for something that's important? Or will it just be, well, he had his opportunity, but he wasted it. Mm-hmm. Jesus wants us to live lives that count for him. But how do we do that? I think Jesus is saying, how do you do that? By sending it ahead. Sending it ahead. Listen, guys, after you get saved, God wants you to live a life that counts for him. How do we do that? You know what? I'm glad God doesn't just leave us in the dark. And we're over here saying, man, I know I need my have my life count, but I don't know how to accomplish that. I don't know how to work at that. I don't know what to do to accomplish that in my life. Guys, he gives us the answer. And I believe the main thrust of this passage is this thought. Send it ahead. Send it ahead. Check out verse number 19 again. It says, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt, where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves... Uh, Do not break through nor steal. He's saying, listen, send it ahead. Send it ahead. Let's get into this message today. Send it ahead. First of all, guys, I want you to see this. The command against. We're in Matthew chapter 6. Good to see you guys. Matthew chapter 6, verse number 19. The command against. All right, that's point number one. So the message is send it ahead. Listen, guys, your life is not based on what you do here and what you have here. Bible says, take heed and beware of covetousness for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. Okay. You know what that's saying? Your life is not made up. Your success in life is not made up based off of what you have. Okay. It's based off of what you are sending ahead, what you are sending to heaven ahead of you. But first of all, the command against, he says, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt, where thieves break through and steal. Guys, this is a command. Jesus is not suggesting here. He's not giving you his opinion. He's not just throwing it out there saying uh, you can listen to it if you want to. When Jesus says, lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth, that's a command. And that's a command to his children. If you belong to him, he's commanding you. The command against, it's a direct command. He's saying, lay not. Listen, guys, let's, let's balance this out here. We know we need to take care of ourselves. We need to work. We need to provide for ourselves financially. We know that we need to uh, take care of our families. Listen, I hope God provides you guys with good homes and, and, and nice vehicles and good clothes and all that's fine. All that's good to have. And we're thankful for those things. But can I tell you, that's not what your life is all about. It's not. 
Listen, a lot of guys think when I get older, man, I'm going to be making all this money. I'm going to have a job. I'm going to be building that bank account. Listen, brother, what you may have all that stuff, but what are you investing in God's work? Listen, Zach, we've talked about it plenty of times uh, before. Our generation, guys, you know what? Our generation has gotten distracted a lot of times. And it's about what can I do for myself? Hey, guys, as pastor's been teaching about on Wednesday nights, we're going to stand before Jesus Christ one day as a Christian. It's called the judgment seat of Christ. And you're going to have to answer for how you live. And, Zach, I don't think it's going to fly if we say, well, Lord, I needed that new car. Lord, I had to have that Tesla. God, I had to have that bigger house. God, I had to have this or that or those nicer clothes. Listen, God will provide what you need. But so often our priority is on those kind of things. What does Jesus say? The command against lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth. Guys, it's not about what you're stacking up here. It's not about what you're collecting here. The the direct command. He says, lay not, lay not. And then the the devaluing of your collection, because if you do lay it up here, guys, if it's all about your life here and what you've accumulated and what you've been able to amass in your life, what can happen? Verse 19, the middle of it. Where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. Why are those things in there? Guys, moths, the little things that fly around. If you have clothes like packed away somewhere, if moths get in there, you know what they can do to them? Does anybody know? Yeah, they can eat right through the cloth. So your nice clothing that you've been storing away that you didn't want anybody to mess with, you hold up and there's a hole in the middle of it. Whoops. Okay. That kind of stinks, right? I know some of that's the style nowadays, but that's not cool, all right? When I grew up, that was not cool, all right? Listen, but moths can tear up the clothes. Guys, rust, as we know, it it, it um, erodes the metal. It erodes metal. Listen, guys, so the, the moths can tear up the clothes. The rust can tarnish metal. Think about cars. You think about all these kind of things that are built. The rust can just eat right through that. Hey, guys, listen, 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 listen. I'm not against having nice things, okay? If the Lord provides those things, those things are nice. That's great. But you know what, guys? The nicest car nowadays, in a few years from now, it'll be corroded with rust. So we've got to get our perspective right. It can't be about all that. And I invest my whole life in those kind of things. Because, guys, just a few years down the road, that thing's going to break down. That thing's going to rust out. That thing that used to be so nice and so top of the line is not so top of the line anymore. It's bottom of the junk pile. Listen, so the Lord says, he says, if you are all about accumulating things here on earth, the moss can tear it up. The rust can tarnish the metal. And then you also have to worry about this. Even when things are still in a good condition where thieves break through and steal. The moss can tear it up. The rust can tarnish it. And then thieves want to take it. While it's still nice, you got to protect that thing. Guys, it's it's unstable. It's unsettled. You can't hold on to these things. The more stuff you have, the more stuff you have to worry about it getting stolen. The devaluing of your of your collection. You know what he's saying? These things will corrupt. These things can be stolen. You know what he's saying, guys? Listen, you say, well, my stuff hadn't gotten stolen or moths hadn't tore up my stuff or rust hadn't taken over my stuff yet. But you know what he's saying? The whole point of it is this. The things of this world, they decay. That's it, guys. That's it. They decay. They devalue. They depreciate. Listen, you guys may know this, but if you buy a brand new car, 
Okay? As soon as you go to that dealership and you sign all them papers, you're signing your life away and you don't even realize. But anyway, you, <laughs> you sign all those papers. You don't even know what I was talking about. You sign so much you can't even write your name anymore. You're like, I don't know. Just give me the car. All right? When you finally drive off that lot, that parking lot, you know the you lose thousands of dollars of value just by driving off the parking lot. If I were me, I would just want to sit in the car for a while. I'd be like, you know, soak in all the value. Then you drive off like, man, there goes thousands of dollars. Isn't that crazy, though? Guys, you know what that tells us? That the things of this world, they devalue. They don't stay nice. They don't stay in fine condition. They depreciate and they get destroyed. Guys, you can't secure these things. You can't hold on to these things. So the things of this world, they're finite. They're here one day and gone the next. They're fickle. They're fragile and they can be forgotten. Guys, listen, uh, I watch it too where, you know, it's divisional playoff weekend in football. And, man, these guys are fighting it, fighting it out, trying to accomplish getting to the championship week next week and then getting to the Super Bowl in a couple weeks from now. But can I tell you, it's a big deal to us now. We watch it. We're into it. But can I tell you, in a few years from now, you won't even remember who won this year. Guys, that's just how it is. If I were to say, hey, who won the championship in 2015? Some of you would be like, uh, hey, Google. No, forget Google. <laughs> you know why? Because those things, listen, once they're in the past, they're not that important anymore. They kind of fade. You say, well, in the moment, that was a big deal. And you know, you have some of these guys, well, my team 30 years ago. You're like, dude, that was 30 years ago. All right, get over it. They're terrible now. All right? Listen, guys. Everything of this world is going to be forgotten. It's going to fade. Listen, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? We're talking about the possessions of this world, the praise of this world, the popularity. Listen, guys, you're all about what people think of you. By the way, with teenagers, that's a big deal. You're all about, man, I want people to like me. And I get that. Guys, if you have a natural desire for people to hate you, that's a little weird. All right? I just hope everybody hates me and spits on me. No, that's very odd. That's very strange. You want people to like you. You want people to, to, to have fun with you. But can I tell you, don't let that be your God. Don't let that be the most important thing in your life. Listen, guys, when you graduate from high school in a couple years from now, hopefully for, for most of you, it's just a couple years from now, not more than that, if you know what I'm saying, all right? Listen, but you didn't realize this, that that group of friends, you won't be around them anymore. And Ariel, the people that maybe you cared so much about what they thought, you won't even be in their company anymore. You know what it kind of suggests? Why did I care so much about them? Why did I let them dictate how I acted and what I did? By the way, guys, by the way, it's not worth it to do wrong just to impress your friends. When you do stand before Christ, you can't call your friend over and say, tell Jesus why we did that. I don't, I don't know why we did it. I just did it because you did it. Tell him. You're going to be there by yourself. There's no phoning a friend. There's no texting your, your, your friend real quick. Tell, tell Jesus. No. You're going to be there by yourself. So, guys, we got to take responsibility for how we live. But the possessions of this world and the praise of this world, the popularity, the acceptance, the relationships, the money, the achievements, it's all going to fade. You say, well, I was the best in that area. That's great. But that'll fade in people's remembrance. The command against. What is Jesus saying? Jesus is saying, don't lay up for yourselves treasures upon earth. But point number two, guys. This is where we should concentrate our actions, where we should concentrate our actions. Point number two, verse number 20. He says, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. Guys, this is where you should concentrate your actions. Listen, again, you need to get a job. You need to provide for yourself and for your family when you get older. And I hope God provides the, the things that you need, the house that you need and the vehicles that you need and the stuff that you need. 
We get that. We need these things to function in the world. But guys, don't let that be your God. Let me throw this your way before I really dive into point number two wholeheartedly. Psalm 62.10 is a great verse about that. It says this, if riches increase, if riches increase, set not your heart upon them. You know what it's saying? If you so happen to accumulate some stuff, don't put your whole heart into that and don't let that become the most important thing in your life, your priority. Point number two, where we should concentrate our efforts. He says, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Hey, guys, that's why this church exists, to get the gospel out to people. But you know why people wake up early around here, get on some rickety bus or van and go pick up people because they're investing in eternity. That's what it's all about, guys. Listen, it's not because we have nothing better to do. It's because we are investing in eternity. This is what life is all about. Let me ask you, though. Let's change the focus from those people to you. What are you doing to invest in eternity? What are you doing to invest in other people to make a difference for God? Jesus is saying, these words come right out of his mouth. He's saying, listen, your life should not be about what you can accumulate here on earth. But you should concentrate your actions and your efforts to invest in eternity. That's what he's saying. Guys, he says, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. The area that we are aiming for is heaven. Guys, what is he talking about? He's talking about eternity. He's talking about things that will last forever. As we said, guys, that car is not going to last forever. That house won't last forever. Those nice clothes won't last forever. Those shoes that you paid way too much money for will not last forever. Get the crease and all those things we've talked about before, right? <laughs> they won't last forever. Listen, those things that are so nice and that everybody wants now, a few years from now, they won't. It'll be on to something else. Guys, so why don't you invest your life and invest your time and invest your effort and your money in something that will last forever? He says, invest in things that that are in heaven. You know what we should be doing, guys? We should aim higher than that. I used to see a bumper sticker years ago, usually on the back of kind of beat up cars, but they would they would put the bumper sticker on there and say, don't let the car fool you. My treasure is in heaven. That's what we're talking about. I'm not saying you have to have a beat up car, but your focus needs to be on what's going on in heaven. What can I invest in heaven in, in, in eternity? He's saying the area that we need to focus on is eternal Forever and spiritual. Hey, guys, I'll give you some specifics here in a moment. But think about it now. I want to probe this question now. What are you investing in eternity for yourself? Hmm. Well, my parents, I'm not talking about your parents. Well, this person I look up to, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about you. What are you investing? There are things that you can. I'll give you some, some help with that in a moment. But Jesus says it's not about what you can accumulate here. It's about what you can stack up in heaven. What you can amass in heaven. That's the area you need to focus on. It, guys, is that the area that you're focused on now? Or is it, man, I want all my friends to like me. Not who can I influence for God and who can I bring close to the Lord. But man, I want to be popular in, in this place. Or I want to be popular among my friends. You see? That's how you can know whether you're investing in eternity or here on earth. Where we need to concentrate our actions. The area is in heaven. And then he says... But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Lay up means to stack them up, to amass them, to collect them. Hey, guys, you say, like what? What can I send ahead? What can I amass in heaven for eternity? Guys, these are some things. I want you to listen up to these, okay? Who do you pray for? It's good. Who do you pray for? 
I remember Zach a couple months back was talking about praying for different countries and praying for different needy mission fields. Guys, that's awesome. Who are you praying for? Who are you praying for? Listen, I'll get to this a little bit later, but you know the things that you pray for, you're going to care more about them. Who are you praying for? Listen, if you're not praying for anybody, my friend, in that regard, you're not laying up for yourselves treasures in heaven. That's eternal work. Who are you praying for? What are you praying for? What are the things that you're standing for God about? Maybe you need to take a stand in your life, maybe against some friends or some people you're around and say, no, this is what God wants me to do. And you take a stand. Guys, that's investing in eternity. How about this one? This is a huge one, huge one. How about souls that you've won? Oh, I'm, a, I'm a young guy. Guys, you can make a difference. Hey, maybe you need to make up your mind this year. If you don't know how to witness to somebody, why don't you get trained this year? And I'm volunteering to help you out. And I'm sure we have other guys that would probably say the same. Listen, we want to help you with that. But you know what? you got to have that desire. And saying, listen, it's not about what I could accumulate here on earth. Listen, guys, you may make a big name for yourself. You may make a lot of money. You may get a lot of things. And if those things aren't your God, there's, to an extent, there's nothing wrong with that. But guys, where is your treasure? Where is your life all about? Jesus said, listen, it's not about what you can do here. It's about sending it ahead. Who are you praying for? What are you standing for God about? Are there any souls that you've won? Hey, guys, this used to challenge me as a, as a young uh, teenager, or I guess preteen. My dad used to say in the pulpit, he said, if somebody came up to you and said, hey, can you show me how to go to heaven? What would you say? I used to, that used to convict the death out of me. And Zach, what we want to do is, well, let me see if pastor is available. No, you're missing the point. If, if you were the only one they could talk to, could you show them? I'm not trying to beat you up, guys. I'm just telling you, this is how we invest in eternity. Hey, getting trained and learning and getting that equipping so that you can uh, witness the people, that's investing in eternity. That's getting ready for spiritual business, for for the Father's business, souls that are one. Hey, guys, the support that you can give, and I'm not just talking about encouraging people. Hey, guys, the offering goes to the work of God. Okay? The missions goes to our missionaries all around the world. Brother Jeffrey was just in here preaching the class before us. Listen, he's a missionary in the Dominican Republic. Listen, guys, that that missionary that missions money goes to to missionaries all around the world to get the gospel out. Hey, you know what? That's going to last a lot longer than those new Jordans you bought. That's going to last a lot longer than the than the phone that you may have. I'm not against those things. But guys, where you invest in your life? Hey, it shouldn't be, you guys that have been in church for a while, it shouldn't be that we talk about missions and you're like, what is that? That's a foreign concept. I've never heard about that before. Mm-hmm. We do it every week. It needs to be something you know about. And let's take it a step farther. It needs to be something that you go to God about personally and say, God, what do you want me to do? Hey, you may not be able to give as much as some businessman in the church, but you can do something. Hello, it's getting quiet. That's all right. That's all right. I don't mind that. I'm just saying, guys, ask God. We're not trying to force you into do something. I'm not trying to push you into something you don't want to do. I'm saying you talk to God yourself. Hey, if your family lived over on the other side of the world, wouldn't you want a missionary there that has a church that's supporting them so that they could get the gospel to your family? Zach, we just want to separate ourselves. No, I'm in the United States of America. Everything's fine. We got money. We're all taken care of. 
Guys, most of us, are, listen, and I'm not against these things. I'm not trying to beat anybody up. I fall into this category too. But most of us are more concerned about where we're going to eat lunch this afternoon than we are who's going to be reached with the gospel on the other side of the world. Right? Man, do I want this or that? Mm, I've had a lot of chicken recently. Right? That's how we are. Hey, and I'm not against it. We live in America. We're blessed, and I'm thankful for it. I'm not trying to trade it in to go to some third world country, you know. Starving for the Lord. No, I like the things that we have here. They're a blessing. But you know what, guys? We need to put the emphasis and the priority on the spiritual things. Hey, guys, who can you who can you support? I remember one conference that years ago I went to. They had boiled it down so much. I think they were doing a project in India. They had missionaries over there, and I don't remember exactly, but I think they said every at that time. For their, for their particular uh, ministry, they said, I think it was every 10 cents, every 10 cents was another soul that could be reached. Kevin, that makes you dig down in your pockets a little bit more. Yeah. So you, another 10 cents? That's nothing for us. Another soul could be reached. Man, guys, it's important. It's important. Hey, by the way, our, our little gifts that we give to God, they're not a waste. They're not a waste. Guys, there's a story in the Bible, the widow's might. And Jesus saw this this widow. She didn't have barely anything. She she just took, had two coins, barely made up any money. She threw them in the offering, and Jesus said, "You know what? That lady gave more than all these rich people here." Mm-hmm. Hey guys, what you do matters. What you do is important. Who can you support? When you study, when you obey, and you teach the right things, guys, that's investing in eternity. When you invest in and disciple other people. Ethan, when you put your arm around somebody and say, hey, I'm praying for you. Or, hey, man, let me help you with this situation. Or let me train you how to do that. Guys, that's investing in eternity. That's important. And by the way, we don't know who's going to turn out and who's not. Right. But, you know, we don't do it for that. Mm-hmm. We don't do it so that we can get a profit or because... I invested in that guy and look how he's growing. Yeah, all the glory goes to me. It's not anything about that. It's in heaven. We have no clue who will turn out and who will not, but we're doing it for God. When you invest in a disciple in people, guys, when you're faithful, you're investing in eternity. When you're seeking for God's plan in your life, his perfect will, that's investing in eternity. Listen, any effort, any love, any devotion that you're doing for the Lord, guys, that's investing in eternity. You know what, guys? You can pass out tracts to people. You take a card like this and you give it to somebody and say, hey, can I just invite you to my church? It talks about going to heaven on the back. That's it. That's all you got to do. Guys, that's investing in eternity. That may be the ticket for someone that's on their way to hell to then be on their way to heaven. That's a big deal. Hey, guys, where's your priority? Listen, I'm not against the stuff of this world. We have to have it. Listen, in this day and age, you got to live somewhere. You got to drive something. You got to wear something. You got to have these things. Listen, I get that. But is that the emphasis of your life? Is it all about your plans that, man, George, when I get older, boy, I'm going to have this. And I'm going to be driving this. And I'm going to be rolling up here and y'all be like, man, look at him. Is that what it's all about? Is that what your life is all about? Listen, guys, or is it investing in eternity? You say, but the things of eternity, man, it doesn't look like there's any benefit to it. Guys, we don't see it here. Right. We don't. We may not see it here, but it'll count forever in eternity. Guys, there's a song that talks about this, but can you imagine, say, Chris, say you had $5 and say, God, put on your heart, man, I want to put that in an offering. Can you imagine, guys, I'm just making this up, but can you imagine if someone in a different land, maybe China, maybe Africa, other side of the world, 
that one day when you die and go to heaven, they come up to you and say, thank you for that. Because of that, that's how the gospel got to me. Guys, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. That's what we need to focus on. Concentrate our actions. They need to be in heaven. We need to lay these things up. We need to have these things as what we are shooting for, what we're driving for. Good to see you, Paul. And guys, get this. You remember what the chapter is talking about? I know I've been talking for a while. Does anybody get, remember what the chapter is talking about previous to this? Let's get our brains working here. What is the pr- chapter talking about previous to this? We're in Matthew chapter 6, by the way, brother. Well, Yeah, especially chapter 6. What's going on before the verses we dealt with? That's in there. Kevin, you got something? Yeah, it's the Sermon on the Mount. But really, what is he hitting on in chapter 6, guys, before verse 19? Remember, he's contrasting something. Ethan again? Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Giving. Giving. You remember he's contrasting and he's calling out the the hypocrites. He's saying they give alms and they, they pray and they fast, but they're doing it for the wrong reasons. Hey, guys, get this, get this, get this. The Bible is in, we call it in context. Everything fits together, okay? It's all one big piece. It all fits together. It's all interwoven. It's all interconnected. Hey, guys, verse 19 and through 21 is not ripped out of the other stuff. Hey, guys, listen, you know how you're investing in eternity? When you're giving alms, but you're not doing it for the attention of people, you're doing it for the Lord. You get what I'm saying? You're praying, you're doing it for the Lord, not so that people can be really impressed by your prayer. That's how you're laying up stuff in heaven, not on earth. Hey guys, if you're just doing it for the attention of people, you're laying up stuff on earth. But that's a spiritual thing, Brother Tom. But if you're doing it just for the praise of men, that's laying up treasure on earth that'll decay. And that'll be done away with. And guys, when you fast, you should do it for the Lord. That's how you're laying up things in heaven, not on earth. See, that's how it fits in context. When you have Jesus as the purpose for it and as the reason for it, that's when it counts. And guys, this is the great thing about it. Verse number 20 of Matthew 6. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. He's saying that's what you need to be going after. You need to be sending things ahead. Those prayers ahead. Those those souls that you want ahead. That support and that missions giving and that offering that you're giving. You need to send those things ahead because they make a difference, guys. You know the main thing about it, though? Those things abide. Those things abide. Kevin, the stuff that I get in this world, I may have the nicest car in a few years. That thing's going to be rusted out. Yeah. That engine is going to start messing up. It's going to start leaking oil. Man, what's my problem? i got to find a new car. Listen, those things of this world, they're going to devalue. They're going to depreciate. They're going to start falling apart. They're going to, they're going to start wearing out. The things that we invest in heaven and eternity, guys, they will last forever. Jesus said, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. The things in heaven, guys, you don't have to worry about a moth eating through them. You don't have to worry about the the rust eroding these things and corroding these things. And you don't have to worry about some thief breaking into heaven and stealing the treasures that you put up in there. Guys, they abide forever. They remain. They're going to stay. They're going to survive. And they're going to last for eternity. And they'll be remembered. Guys, listen. Multiple times in the Bible, God reminds us that he will not forget what we've done for him. Some of you need to mark these things in your mind. Hebrews 6.10 says this. God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love which he has showed toward his name. 
in that you minister to the saints and do minister. Guys, the service that you do for God and you're doing it for the other brothers and sisters in Christ and to reach out to people in the name of God. Those things, guys. God says he is not unrighteous to forget that. Zach, that's strong. That says if God forgot it, then God would be unrighteous. God would sin. And we know God can't sin. So what that tells me, Aiden, is that whatever you do for God, it will be remembered. It will be rewarded. God has to. Otherwise, he'd be unrighteous, which we know he can't be. The Bible says your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Guys, whatever you do for God, it's not empty. It's not a waste. It's not worthless. And we shall reap if we faint not. Listen, guys, don't be weary in well-doing and doing right. Don't get tired of it. Don't get worn out with it. You keep doing right. Listen up, guys. We're almost done. You keep doing right. Listen, guys, if you're trying to stand for God in a public school, you keep doing it. If you're trying to live for God in a Christian school and people make fun of you, you keep doing it. If you're the only kid in your home that listens to your parents and your other siblings are just wild and crazy, hey, you keep living right. It matters. God sees what's going on. It's not forgotten with him. And it will be repaid. Listen, guys, there was a famous missionary uh, back in the 50s. He died at a young age, at the age of 28 years old in Ecuador. His name was Jim Elliott. He made a great statement, and I want to pass it along. I think it goes along with this. He says, he is no fool who gives that which he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. What is that saying, guys? I'm going to open it up to the class. What is that saying? What does that mean? He's no fool who who gives what he can't keep to gain what he can't lose. He's, you know, he's, he's not dumb for giving away all his earthly possessions and all his, you know, riches to, you know, he can't take that with him in death. But he made an investment in the people of Ecuador that lasted, you know, that God saw and that rewarded him in eternity for. And even though he passed away, unfortunately, at a young age, his fruits that he planted, the seeds that he planted still grew and Yeah, guys, that is such a powerful quote. Listen, especially I like the part that is talking about you give what you can't keep. Guys, your time is going to be spent somewhere doing something. You can't pause time and say, no, I'm just going to wait. Then I'll use it later. You can't do that. And by the way, your money will go to something. You say, nope, I got it in the bank. I just let the interest grow. Bro, when you die, government's probably getting all that money. I'm being real about it. Listen, and by the way, bills, there's plenty of companies that would love to take your money. Man, they are all about that. You know, they'll call you up, be so nice. Yeah, they want your money. They're all about your money. Listen, that it, that that money, they say easy come, easy go. It's more like hard come. You got to earn it. You got to work hard to earn it. But it does go out very quickly. You're like, man, I just had some money. I, what happened? It's gone so quickly. Listen, guys, you can't keep it. You can't hold on to it. So, guys, to invest it in eternity is securing for yourself rewards in heaven that cannot be taken away. That's what he's saying. Hey, you're no fool for doing that. The world calls us foolish for doing that. But God calls us wise for doing that. For investing in the things of eternity that will not pass away. Never pass away. Hey, guys, where are you investing your life? Hey, the command against don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. But where we should concentrate our actions is lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Hey, guys, where can you lay up treasure in heaven? How can you start doing that? You say, well, my focus hasn't really been there. Well, maybe God gave you the message today so you wake up and say, all right, how can I start investing in eternity? Who can I pray for? That doesn't cost any money. Yeah. It costs some time and some effort. 
And maybe God has given you some money. Why don't you support those missionaries? Why don't you support the work of God? That's what it's all about, guys. Those things will not pass away. The command against the concentration of our actions. And then point number three and last, the center of your attention. Verse number 21 says this. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Hey guys, where your treasure is, is what you will care about, what you will consider, and what you will concentrate on. What are you living for? What are you living for? Hey guys, get this. You say, well, I don't really have a heart for this stuff. I remember years back, David Reeves preached in here, and he mentioned this a lot, and it really stuck out to me. He's saying, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Hey guys, listen, what you invest in, get this, get this, get this. Hello. What you invest in will become more important to you. What you invest in will become more important to you. Hey guys, listen, if you're sitting in this room and you're bored out of your mind, you're like, dude, when are you going to shut up? Please. You have zero interest in what's going on. Can I tell you, you need to challenge yourself to start investing in the spiritual things. You say like what? Well, we talked about prayer earlier. You start praying for people, you're going to start caring about how they live. Hey, we talked about the offering. You start putting some of your money in the offering to support the work of God, you're going to start caring about the work of God a whole lot more. Guys, what you invest in, you start caring more. Hey, like I talked about, your favorite team, basketball, football, whatever it is. You know what you do, though? You invest time in that. You care about that. You watch. You, you see articles about what's going on with the team. And you invest your time and your effort. And when you're watching the game, you think that if you don't cheer, they're not going to win. You know, you're all into it. No, i got to be there. i got to watch it. I, I can't miss a play. You know, you're all into it. I've got to be there. And you're, you're uh, uh, emotionally invested in it. If they win, you're happy. If they don't win, you're bummed. You know, you're a jerk to everybody the rest of the day. No, that's not okay. But <laughs> I've known some people like that. All right? But you're all into it. Why? Because you've invested in it. You've invested in it, guys. Some of you, ha- you haven't invested anything in the work of God. That's why you're in class. You're like, can we get out of here? Hey, guys, if one of your parents was unsaved in the main church right now, I bet you'd be caring a whole lot about the next service. And God bless pastor. And God, give him the right message. God, please, I've got to have my mom or dad get saved. Hey, guys, when you're invested in it, it becomes a whole lot more important to you. Hey, young man, where can you invest more in the work of God? When you start praying, you start caring. When you start giving money, you start caring. When you start putting your time into it, you start caring. And one last thing about this. Guys, maybe some of you need to go out of your way and start caring about somebody around you. And you start investing in them. You know what? You start caring about whether they make it or not. Ethan, we can't just be like, well, you know... Uh, easy come, easy go. I guess he's gone. Maybe the next one will show up soon. I care about the guys whether they come to church or not. You know why? Because I drive over to their house on Thursday and I pray for them every day and I want them to live for God. Guys, if I didn't do that stuff, I wouldn't care. I'd just say, yeah, whatever. Just bring in the next one. No, guys, we need to care about these things. How do you do that? By investing in it. Hey, some of you care about your video games because you invest your time in it. And you care more about what level you're on than some other brother or sister of Christ, whether they make it or not. Guys, we need to get our priority on the spiritual. Jesus says, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. What you invest in will become more important to you. Guys, I was in a college class years ago, and we were finishing up, and the professor was referring to this section here, this passage. 
And you know what he said? He said, many people are not looking forward to the rapture like they should. You know what the reason for that is? For a lot of people, heaven is backing away from our possessions, not going to them. Wow. Wow. That's a powerful statement. Hey, guys. Jesus could come back today. He could come back any day. The trumpet's going to sound. If you are a child of God, we're out of here. Gone. In, in the twinkling of an eye. Before you even know what's going on, we're out of here. Hey, guys. When that moment comes, which could be at any time, will you be going to your possessions or leaving them behind? Guys, that's a serious question that we need to think about. Zach, we've got to have the stuff of this world to function. We get that. But guys, where is the priority of your life? You know what Jesus said? Jesus said, don't waste your time with this stuff. Send it ahead. Send it ahead. Aiden, what can you do to send ahead? Anthony, what can you do to send ahead? Who can you pray for to send it ahead? Who can you invest in to try to get them to church? Who can you try to lead to Christ so you can send those things ahead that will last for eternity? Guys, in heaven, you don't have to worry about a moth eating it up. You don't have to worry about rust corroding it. And you don't have to worry about thieves breaking in and stealing it. It'll last for eternity. But Jesus said, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Guys, what you care about, what you care about the most, that's where you're investing your life. For a lot of people, going to heaven is backing away from our possessions, not going to them. I hope that's not us today. You know what Jesus is calling from us today? He's saying, send it ahead. Send it ahead. I hope that's what our lives are all about. Not the things of this world, but it's about investing in eternity. That's why we run the buses. That's why we invest in people. That's why we take the offering. That's why we're uh, Zach's going around to these college campuses trying to reach people. Guys, it's about sending it ahead. And by the way, if your heart's not where it's supposed to be, start investing in somebody. Start investing in the work of God. I guarantee you, you're going to start caring more about it. You're going to start caring more about it. Guys, may that be the testimony of our lives. Let's send it ahead. Let's bow our heads.